welcome to Biscuits and Ham. What up, Ham? Oh, hello, Biscuits. I'd like Hi. to start with a really good joke I heard this morning. Oh, you and Fiona trading all yeah. the jokes. Sorry, I don't want to spoil it if you heard <laughs> it, but your daughter told it to me. I, I I've never heard it before. Are you ready? Yep. Knock, knock. Who's there? No, wait, I already ruined it. <laughs> Is your refrigerator running? Yeah. Then you better go catch it. <laughs> I just thought of that. Fiona's deep into jokes right She's now. She's so deep into the joke telling. It's so funny. What I really like about it is her delivery. Yeah. And sometimes she doesn't like say it in the right way because she doesn't <laughs> quite get the punchline. And I wish I could remember examples of it. But yes. there's like five of them where she's like, you might want to read it. <laughs> and then you're like, you might want to read it. And then I'm like, no, no, no. You might want to read it. So I really enjoy this phase for her. It's fun. She did the, the stand-up comedy is yeah something she's working on. It's her new it's her new angle. We Where did this, this come from? Um, well, I would tell I would like tell her all these jokes. Like I would look up jokes. Yeah. And um then she would for a while she would make up her own. Yes. Like, you know, knock knock who's there banana 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 and then it's like orange or and so and then and she'd be like no end. yeah and then i so i'd like do those like lame jokes to her <laughs> and then she'd be like same. she'd be like mom like knock knock and i'd be like who there and she'd be like pencil and i'd be like pencil who and she'd be like pencil in a notebook like she but now she's getting better where she realizes like there has to be yeah, yeah, yeah. some sort of pun or something well my favorite is to do that except like really deliberately yeah i used to do it to have an eli where i'd be like what do you get if you cross a zebra with um a paring knife and they'd be like i don't know and i'd be like um a monkey face like they'd be like what like, like it just, doesn't yeah, make just sense. make up whatever and they'd be like that's a weird one yeah she did the refrigerator running to me this morning and i was like only half listening because mm -hmm. i was in the middle of like doing other things and she's like is your refrigerator running i'm like no she's like it's not working i'm like oh yeah it is she's she like so it is running foul. and i was like yes and she's like then she gives it you better go catch it like, wow i like the follow-up i like the confirmation yeah um okay so I do have one little feedbacky thing that I wanted to share for the audience because I enjoyed it so much. Okay. Um, last episode, we talked about some childhood items. Mm -hmm. And I have laughed and laughed and laughed about your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's really tickled me. Um, so Ashley wrote us on the Soul Chain and she said <laughs> a couple of things. Uh, Catherine, I always forget you were a diver, and it makes me giggle every time. She also wanted to be a marine biologist and an architect. Yeah. Um, my friend Lisa Fairman also texted me and said, obviously, I was hardcore on marine. She, like, actually did it. She went to University of South Carolina for, like, a year or two years, like, was going to be wow. a marine biologist. So she really kept it going. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Commitment. Uh, Ashley... The gravy soul Inglefield also was interested in being an architect, mm -hmm. which I, I actually think she would be really good at. Yeah. So maybe think about that some more. Second career. Yeah. Architect. Yeah. She really. Some schooling involved, but you know, I think she could pull it off. I think she could easily pull it off. Or like she could, she'd be a great um, interior designer. Mm -hmm. She said in her next life, she's going to design homes for people. Mm, there you and go. I think that. What she, about in this life? That Well. This life, next life, second all careers. Lives. Yeah, she should do it. She's really good at it. Yeah, she will draw up a floor plan for you so quick, with lines coming out of it and text on all of the details. She's very, very good at a floor plan. Architect. She pulls in images. I mean, wow. Yeah, she's thorough. Architect. Think about it, soul. Okay. She has said, "I too lied on my eye exams." There's a reason you guys are road dogs. Mm -hmm. Eye doctor didn't fall for it. Called her mom so she could tell I was faking it. My mom got me fake glasses from Claire's instead. She brings up an important point. I also used to use layers of paper clips to have fake braces because I wanted them so bad. Yes. Also did Who hasn't this. done that? Yeah. Or gum. Lived in it for like years. Like just put it yeah. over your teeth. Was, were yours braces when you were pretending or were, was it a retainer? It was a retainer. Mine was too. Yeah. 
my mom would get so mad at me because I would, she'd be like, you're going to scrape the enamel off your teeth. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of sharp. Ashley wears contacts now, doesn't she? Yeah, that's the irony. Hmm. It took like 12 years of being friends with Ashley before I ever even realized she had glasses because yeah. she never wears them. Yeah. So it's like she's a so traitor she a got bit. hers. She got her wish yeah. and she is sad about it. Yeah. And then she lied to you yeah. all this time. <laughs> all this time. <laughs> I feel hoodwinked. Wow. This is my favorite and the reason that I bring this up. Number four. In fourth grade, Ashley says, people in my class were having a casual contest while we were lined up to go to recess on who could kick their leg the highest in the air. <laughs> I took it way too seriously, wanted to win so bad that I kicked my leg up so far that I flew backwards, fell to the ground, <laughs> and passed out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> passed the F out. But I think I won. Always a champion, always that a competitor. That is the biggest commitment. Do you know what that makes me think of? What? Remember Davide's friend, Victor Sancudo? Yes. Um, great guy. Great guy. He broke his nose by high kicking. High kicking what? so hard. Himself? Actually, he was obviously in a kickoff as he well. He kicked his own face? He kicked his, he kneed his own face and broke his nose. Oh, that's so flexible. <laughs> exactly. Was but it a contest? I that's feel what like was it happening? was like, they, it was like they were all drinking and they were talking about being flexible and he was like, watch this. And watch then this, kicked himself people. in the face. You guys. Spirit animals. <laughs> I think I she had went on a date kinda... with him. Yeah, she did, right? She did. What if they... Yeah, they kind of dated a little bit. What if <gasps> they would have gotten married and had tons of high-kicking children? What, do you think they told each other this story? <laughs> Their shared they stories? This? Ashley, do you write think... us a mailbag. Wait, do you think if they shared this, things would be different now? Ashley could be living in Venezuela. <laughs> she could be Mrs. Ashley Zancudo. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's made the right choice. I feel good about it. But I, both cases, I just pictured that when Ashley did it, it was more a momentum thing. It just, her leg went out from under and she just passed out on her back and that knocked her out. I didn't consider that she actually kicked her own face. Well, it sounds like she didn't. I think she, you're right. The momentum just. I like picturing her kicking yeah, her face. Yeah, the momentum so lifted her little body in the air. What her legs are she? so tiny, so spindly. She was in fourth grade? She was in fourth That's grade. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Hi, Rochelle. Hi, Rochelle. A-Loft uh, Continental A-Loft. Breakfast. <laughs> Sponsored by A-Loft Continental Breakfast has arrived. She's joined What us. do we have in the cereal wheels, Michelle? A bit by some granola. Ooh, oh, any soft-boiled eggs or hard-boiled eggs? No, I'm cleaning okay. out my refrigerator, Joyce Cox style. Okay, yeah, before a big trip. She got a big trip coming. Yeah, she's been cleaning out for weeks. Um, she's also been moisturizing her cuticles. Look at that. Oh no, that's God. just her as a human. They're so. Why are they so shiny? It's, it's how her lambs will skin is. Wow. It just is. I need my cuticles are so bad right now. Yeah, everyone has been talking about it since you got here. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, look, don't talk about Laura's cuticles. Yeah, well, it's okay. I'd rather you talk about my cuticles behind my back. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. It's perfect. Uh, Ashley also has this is a future thing we need to still do. I'm going to keep it on the list. What is that? You guys should do a quiz where you answer questions and it tells you what career you should have. Ooh, okay. So we'll do that and we'll report back. I remember doing that when I was like, Oh, um, I got a Yeah. You know what? I'm reading um, Marcus Buckingham's new book, Love and Work. Okay. So I've just started it. So okay. I don't have enough to share, but we could do those Perfect. together. Perfect. Also, I need you to do some research because I remember when I was like in sixth grade and I took my first career test, mm-hmm. it said I should be a recreational therapist or mm. an occupational therapist. Like PT? Oh, I No. OT is more. And I don't know mm. what it means, but now I look back on it and I think, yeah. wait a minute. Wait just a gosh darn minute. As with all things, did I know when I was 12 and I just was like, what? Yeah. I don't know what that means by. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So, we'll see if that lines up. We'll see with the big how quiz. it lines up. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you got on your, on your taps? Well, I wanted to tell you that I finished watching The Dropout. Mm. which mission oriented she has been watching it all week this is an inspiring (laughs) step forward (laughs) isn't that good i was practicing it i do not like all people why do i always want to do that together because i watch that amanda seyfried definitely makes you feel like endeared to her the character Mm -hmm. and like the way it plays out 
because it starts off like well intended, but then the just the the level of fraud is wild, it's bad, and the commitment to it. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you read when you watch the other one mm-hmm. on HBO, she seems like she has no soul at all. Yeah, she has the classic narcissist not blank trait. Well, they I think they She's try to hollow. show you that like it comes out yeah. more like as she gets really successful and you see that transpire with like how she's removed herself from her team and they no longer have a relationship with yeah. her. Like Kate but... was very passionate about how she felt like that series really gave Sonny Milwaukee a hall pass and didn't go like in on him. Well, because if you really think about it, which I think is a good point, what in the actual living hell was he doing in that program? Like, I know he was a CEO <laughs> entrepreneur that sold his business and looking for something, but like, why are you? He could have learned Mandarin. In a like, weird Mandarin yeah. intensive dorm program with a bunch of like 18 year olds. Because he had plenty of money and maybe he liked school. Or maybe he was looking for someone to groom that was a weirdo and also, mm. you know what I mean? Well, I kept making the observation throughout the series, like, wow, he must really like love her but it was a weird relationship and it was obviously serving both of them mm-hmm. i mean maybe he admired her her drive and thought like this she's i got to ride this because with all men i can't help but imagine that he felt like elizabeth because elizabeth all of elizabeth's following were men there wasn't a single woman in the mix really that was like, wait a minute, we just gashed our minute here. So I think that she like at the board level. Yeah, I think yeah. she had a woo quality to her that played on men and enabled them to see her for more than she was. And I think that he thought that maybe she would be able to accomplish things that he couldn't because of her quote unquote charisma. And I use that term loosely, but a lot of these old men found her to be very charismatic. Well, the scene with Dr. Fuse, which by the way, William H. Macy. So good. So good in that role. Yes. But when he's sitting with Aunt Becky, mm-hmm. also so also good. Also amazing. AKA. And my favorite real character in the documentary, that professor. Yeah. It's just like Elizabeth. Yeah, honey, it's sweet, but yeah. that's never No, and then when she totally like, they see each other mm-hmm. at that that um, yes. Harvard and she thing. tries to be like, "Hello, Phyllis." Yeah, and she's like, "I'm not Phyllis. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm Doctor So and So." But like, they're talking about they don't understand, and he kept making the point like they were ignoring him, and he's he's like, "She's blonde and cute. Mm-hmm. She or blonde and pretty, like whatever he kept saying. She's blonde and pretty. She's blonde and pretty. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, she's made it the the fact that the entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley, like female entrepreneurs cannot get funded as a fallout to what she pulled. Just the collateral damage is insane. Do you think that she, the the, doc, the Netflix series or whatever, Hulu mm. made it, sorry, not a sponsor, but we Correction. <laughs> we will be sending you a check and an apology. Um, sponsored by a loft. The Hulu series made it appear as though she had legitimate intention. Mm-hmm. So my question yes. is, do you think she did or do you think it was always a scam and she finally got caught? No, I think that when she was young, she was um, like in up through high school I think she was smarter than most of the people around her. And she got an inflated sense of confidence that she was going to do something sensational. And then when she went to Berkeley and she developed this idea and I think she thought yet again. Wait, it here, wasn't Berkeley. It was wasn't it? Stanford. Stanford. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for You're the welcome. correction. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Keeping you honest. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but I think she again thought, I'm smarter than everyone around me. I don't need to do this for this long. I got it. And I have this idea. And like Phyllis shot her down. And then the, that other old weird guy professor was like, I think you have something. And that's all she needed to latch onto it. Then I think there was a lot of the Silicon Valley, Silicon, Silicon, 
Boobies. Silicone. 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 It used to be silicone. Now uh-huh. it's silicone. Um, but I think there's a lot of like the whole fake it till you make it. Meaning that when you, when that all happened, there's, as long as you have an idea, sometimes you just have to have the idea go for long enough until it all comes to fruition. Like Edison, who she was obsessed with, that whole parallel of like, Many times he didn't have it until the final minute. That's why I think it started off. I think it started off well intended. Like, I think she got this idea and it was like, what if that could work? But it's like, what if we could, you know, colonize on the moon and, you know, well, I've seen it in action um, for years with, you know, because, you know, when you work at a big company like we did for many, many years, you see all sorts of CEOs. And at some point, you just start being like, I don't know. Are they doing anything? Is it really just about the people underneath mm-hmm. them? But then I did see in live action before my very eyes a CEO that had that mentality of like, fake it till you make it. And I just watched over years like, wait, you're still faking it, though. And we've been listening we to this, it? making it talk yeah. for a long amount of time, and you're not doing anything. And you're not having your people do anything. And then those people can't do anything. So I do believe that a lot of CEOs have very strong narcissistic traits because it takes a special type of person to believe that their idea is so unique that it's going to be the idea that takes it to the next level. And then when your idea starts to ignite, I think you start thinking, that you maybe are the one in a million and you do have something special. And without that thought process, we wouldn't have all of the beautiful innovation we have, but it can be dangerous when you don't have it. At some point she knew she was lying. Yes. Yes. So that's maybe when the table. When she pushed it, when she pushed the Walgreens partnership and and the patient testing, that's when it's like you've taken it too far Mm because now you are messing with people's medical results Mm -hmm. and you know it's not accurate and people are coming i mean when the the one kid like tried to blow the whistle on it and like tell her like maybe she doesn't know Mm -hmm. and she's like you know out of 38 samples seven were accurate or whatever like something ridiculous it's the same as lula wrote though the moment in time where you can be like walgreens I would love to partner with you, but we're not quite not ready good. to launch. And I need to meet with you again in nine months and see if we've made progress on what this looks like. But instead, she bluffed it. And then when they wanted to see it, she got she faked that CVS was involved. And then she faked that so-and-so yeah. was all. She was all creating a distraction. Yeah, it's pretty manipulative. But I think, I mean, it's wild that she was, you know, 20 years old mm-hmm. and was able to raise this kind of money. The cojones on I her mean, are impressive. Yeah. And I mean, kudos to Hulu because I had exactly zero interest in any of it as Elizabeth who. Mm-hmm. Now- did you not watch the documentary? Oh, no, I did. Before it? Yes. Okay. But until, not until you told me to, because I was like, who cares? But Hulu made it like fascinating. Yeah. yeah. It is fascinating. And it's fascinating that, I mean, think about the board she was able to put together, uh-huh. the level of fraud, and she'll probably serve nine months in prison. And I think like she's out on like a $500,000 bail, which is well, not that and much. also, like, what's the, what's the ramification? Very, very, very Mary Kay Letourneau of her, but she's pregnant during the trial. She's got some new rich husband. She is a con artist. And she will get out of jail just like the dude from the fire festival. And the first thing she'll start doing is looking for her next con. Yeah. And it's probably still going to be like, oh, imagine if you lived in a world where you had well, so access to medical records 24-7. <laughs> as though we don't. Have you heard of effing my chart? My... <laughs> oh, so that well, was what interesting. What got her was the drop of blood. Yeah. yeah, like it could have worked if she would have acknowledged a drop wasn't going to. Well, it's it. also a good lesson in being too locked into something stupid because her biggest thing was it had to be the size of like a fax machine or whatever mm-hmm. the parameters were, and she wouldn't let that go. When does that really matter? If you're going to be sitting in a room at Walgreens, let it be the size of a copier. Who cares? Because then it wouldn't be innovative enough. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's just like the machines that they have that work and you're going to need more than a drop of blood. Her story was so stupid too. How like, 
Like, it didn't even really make sense. About like, her uncle? I had an uncle who died. But, like, didn't because of a Walgreens machine, you're going to be able to save him? Anywho. Anywho, so there's that. Did we talk about the Top Gun reboot? Ooh, Did we talk no. about Top Gun last week? Okay, because no. I watched Top Gun, the original, recently. You got stuff to say? I just... I love Tom Cruise. I love a young Tom Cruise. Who does so hot in the the guy walking down the street just looked through my windows because I was like, he's so hot in Top Gun. You you have no idea that he's like five seven. Is he? uh, No, we can't ever talk. It doesn't even matter. I don't care if he is cocktail. Is he hotter? Okay, let's do cocktail. Okay. Um, F Mary Kill. Okay. Him and cocktail. Mm -hmm. Him and Top Gun. Mm -hmm. Him in A Few Good Men. Ooh. In that uniform. Okay. Mary Cocktail. Yeah. Um, I would say. She should be the proud co-owner of Cocktails and Dreams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no offense, Karen. I'm going to marry Cocktail. <laughs> I'm probably going to F Maverick. Yeah. Of course. Because yeah. he's a cocky little shit. Yeah. But. You know. And you can't handle the truth has to die. Yeah, I don't yeah. want him to, but I mean, he looks good in that movie. But I will tell you what I was really taken aback by mm-hmm. is what a douchebag Maverick is. Oh, is he? The, the biggest. Okay. The okay. biggest Does it take away from his douche. No, but it also makes me see through him like, you're a little... Fuck I boy. can't wait. Sorry, but th- there's no Works other words I can now. use. I'm, ch- right. I'm changing it. <laughs> B is 14. Happy birthday, Keish. Oh, happy birthday, Keish. We're now explicit. NC-17. Um, so Maverick is a douche. <laughs> it's just us. Um, but he's still adorable. Uh, Goose. Goose is the best. Oh, Meg oh, Ryan. Goose. I want to die. Come here, you get right. stuff. F. Mary Kill, Maverick, Goose, and Iceman. Mary Goose. Mary Goose. Kill Iceman. Yeah. <laughs> What's the name Maverick? of the commander Tom Skerritt, too? He's oh, hot. he's great with that mustache. <laughs> he's great. Mm-hmm. I actually like Iceman. I feel like Ice. So Iceman was the villain. In my, mm-hmm. in my young mind, it was like Maverick's the man. Goose is the <clears throat> best wingman, best human, funniest guy ever. Yeah. And Iceman's a dick. And I'm like, Iceman honestly has integrity. And he's about <laughs> safety and <laughs> protocol. <laughs> Where he says, I'm dangerous. Yeah, he's like, You're not safe. And yeah, and then he says, I'm dangerous. That's right. And I'm like, You were a douche. Stop being a douche. Okay, okay. I gotta watch it. Yeah, I gotta watch it again. Have you seen it? It's amazing. No, so Davide and I are gonna see it. So we watched Top Gun on a I need to do that too. I, I wasn't re-watch. even aware that the reboot was happening as I was like, I'm like, oh my god, let's watch Top Gun. And then Davide's like, Do you hear about the, the reboot or the second one? I'm like, excuse me. I'm like with Tom Cruise. Second. Of course. Yeah. 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 So we are going to go see it in the theaters. Perfect. We're yeah, fully. I, think, I haven't committed. seen it, but I think you need to. I think you I think need that's to. That's what I want to do too. Tom Cruise still looks incredible. No, no, no. People Here's are what saying we're it's do. amazing. <laughs> and like they cry. Oh my God. No, everyone's saying it's the best movie they've ever seen. Yeah. So you have to. Okay. All the Oscars, so let's. All the I need you guys to commit. Yeah. To watch The Ridge. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I we'll definitely need to rewatch it because I also feel like. And again, maybe this is just women being women. But I remember as a girl being like, Kelly McGillis? She kind of looks like she's like 50 years older than him. She is, she's very mature. Yes. So Kelly McGillis actually, because I remember as a child the same thing. Yeah. I think in watching it, I'm like, she looks great. I yeah. love her fashions. Okay. Wait till you see her fashions. Okay. A lot of like boxy you know blazers and jackets with yeah. like a pencil skirt okay, okay um she's just she looks cute she's got it she does but she must be 20 years older because we googled daddy was like googling her yeah she looks like a grandma well it doesn't help that tom cruise literally is a that's what i said has an age. he doesn't age i don't think she's really that much older than him like maybe 10 years okay which i think worked for the movie yeah. but she hasn't like she's not an actress anymore. She's just a normal she's just person. A human. Yeah, she's yeah. got like short gray hair. Like she looks like a grandma. I mean, she looks right. pretty, but like she, she was. I she's think, no Helen Mirren. She's no Helen Mirren. She's no Jane Fonda. Dame, Dame Judi Dench. No. Yeah. Oh, point <laughs> of clarification right. on, on why my father hated Jane Fonda. It's oh, my mom. The Vietnam yeah, stuff. My mom told me. Yeah. My yeah. mom went on a twenty-minute yeah. rant Sorry, about Jane Fonda. I get it. And I said, yeah, and my dad was in Vietnam. I understand. It's personal. Yeah. 
yeah apology Which my, she was she was anti-america yeah mm-hmm. and going over yeah. there and you know creating yeah that is treason yeah i'd like her to acknowledge it for us no she has she okay. does okay because that's what i said i feel like I'm sure she's acknowledged this and she's acknowledged it in her book and yes. I'm sure in interviews and things like that. Yes. Like she was young and impressionable and yes. being a dope. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. But Kelly McGillis looks good. I'm The other thing that I need to understand is like who directed this film <laughs> because it is so steamy and sweaty and just naked men. Uh-huh. And like, I feel like when they, like when the the sergeant went to talk to Maverick about yeah. Goose, yeah, it Maverick was in tidy whiteies, like leaning on the sink, and uh-huh. it was like he went in there, like you know, hits him on the shoulder. Yeah. I'm like, this is so homoerotic. Well, this I think it is like a number one like movie for the guys. Yeah, just real, just I mean, it was it's a delight. Don't uh-huh. get me wrong, but Davide's like it is. Always so sweaty. Everything is sweaty. But I feel so like <laughs> so boring. why are they in the jungle? <laughs> in the 80s, if you recall in our recent viewing, viewing of Porky's and Animal House. Yes. Um, Animal House, definitely worth a rewatch. Re- okay. Porky's, do not. Please, Porky's I beg terrible. of you, do really? not watch Porky's. Okay. I, mean, there's some I can't even believe it was Animal made. Still Animal House is amazing and one of the funniest and deserves all the awards but in those movies it was always all the awards it's actually they're actually more sexual than movies are now Mm -hmm. like those pg rated movies when you go back and watch them with say with your child you're like oh well you think about dirty dancing i mean we went to see that with mom all three of us yeah and it was about abortion and grinding yeah and a sexual a revolution lot of sweating, a lot of, sweat. a lot of sweating. sweating i mean a lot of bodies top gun i don't so we were talking about this i don't feel like they had ratings back then but i feel like top it gun was pg no mm-hmm. <laughs> so was dirty dancing oh yeah it was it is pretty it wasn't pg-13 i wouldn't no, let my no. kids watch that right now no way no, that's the thing it was so different then like but think about north and south our family's favorite miniseries about also very sweaty yeah um, about the Civil War, very sweaty, very sexual, wow, <laughs> very illicit, and it was ran for seventy three weeks on ABC from seven to nine p.m. every night. Like drugs were not really a thing in movies then. It no. was all about like maybe some pot smoking, maybe some drinking, and like girls in bras and panties and men in underwear. It was yeah. Just, yeah, that's all it was. Yeah. And the sweatiness. Simple too. times, you know? <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> I, I know from the Playboy documentary, they were all getting harassed uh-huh. behind the scenes. It wasn't simple. It was dark. That's true. But it also was a little more like sexually positive than things are now. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, like now things are a lot more buttoned up and people protect their children a lot more from things like that. Yeah, Very mom and true. dad never were like like North and South. How old were you? Eight. We didn't get policed at all when it came to like what we watched in TVs, movies, music. Like we couldn't go. They to took art. me. I remember. No, we did when because I was the youngest. When I was like six, we went to see. Um, what was it with That's Eddie, true, Eddie Murphy? Such a, oh, Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, and that was our. There's such a spread between you two, though. That makes sense. Yeah, and um, I was like a really cool kid that could handle. Yeah. Stuff. But see, it's funny because we were like watching Top Gun. I feel like there's some like sex scenes mm-hmm. that are pretty, you know, intense. They get into it. Yeah. Uh, you don't really see body parts. With Maverick but... and the Lieutenant or with... <laughs> <laughs> Maverick and Iceman. That's the, where the real tension was. I bet actually, <laughs> as we go back in time, you're wondering why did it get so homoerotic? I bet Tom Cruise was like looking at the script and being like, what if we were in a locker room? <laughs> Real steamy. I was just in my underwear. And Iceman was in the towel. Yeah. Iceman's just... in the reboot, too. Uh-huh. I keep calling it the reboot. Does the, he look the... weird? I feel like he looks weird. Um, I don't know. He had that whole health thing going what was on. What health thing? I don't know if it was like thyroids. Okay, okay. Okay, so Val Kilmer. Oh, he had throat cancer. Oh, scandal. Yeah. No wonder he's puffy. Yeah. So, um, is he okay? Yeah. It, well, it's so he's making a cameo in the in the the sequel. Okay. And it says he lost his voice during his treatment for throat cancer, which effectively ended his career. But now, thanks to AI technology, he could speak again. Um, they were able to use copy voices 
from um oh from actors wow. and film studios studios to digitally reconstruct his voice oh my gosh if i ever need to digitally reconstruct my voice will you go into my work yeah, calls and do it of course but then i'll only talk about work that's all we'll have captured it'll be really loud so, okay okay Bob. <laughs> there was a there was a i heard actually there's a documentary on amazon prime mm -hmm. called val mm -hmm. and i heard it was really good but it goes through his life and the whole journey. I mean, what an incredible actor. Ooh. Think about his catalog. I have something I'd like to plug for okay. us to all consider watching. Sure. It looks creepy and good. It just dropped, and maybe it'll be horrible. I don't know. Okay. But it just dropped on Netflix, um, and it's called like Two Summers, or okay. 10 Summers, or 20 Summers. Are you or... sure you're not confusing it with that one that I'm watching with the teenagers? No, it's not about teens. Two it's almost like Big summers. Chill. A group of friends that oh, grew yeah. up together and something scandalous happened back in the day. And then they all get together 20 years later and there's a dark secret. And it looks spooky like and someone else. What's it on? Netflix. Great. Great then. I wrote it down. <laughs> Great then. I have that system. <laughs> I can add that to my Roku. Not a problem at all. You were like so scared. I was going to be like Paramount. I know. Like, like, oh. um, okay. Are you ready to hear some of his top hits? Yeah, Val Kilmer. And then we could, we'll switch gears, but yes. I'm not a real top gun here. Uh, Willow. You Tom Van Blair Com's favorite movie it's of all time. It's a great movie. I agree with yeah. Tom. That's but Tom also probably loves it Matt because Montigan. everybody said he looked like Val Kilmer, and uh, he uh, likes seeing great. himself on camera. Um, very true. Yeah, I wonder if Willow would be appropriate for the kids. Nineteen eighty-eight. No, they can handle. Has Will watched it? No, he doesn't want to because he's he he's very picky. He's about very his, particular. Like what? Why? Does, what does he like? Because it looks old. So he likes movies that don't look old. He's all oh, vampires okay. and werewolves. We'll take it to that time. No, he doesn't like that anymore. Oh, thank God. That's a horror. What's movie. he into now? He's really into The Simpsons. Um. Oh, that's cartoons well. That's old. That's old technology. Apparently, he doesn't. Mind it doesn't that. matter if it's in a cartoon. What was the thing he was watching about the history of Marvel or whatever? Spider Man. You guys were going through a lot of seasons. Oh, uh, the Flash. The Flash. Um, he was telling me about dimensions and I was like, dude, I am been in dimensions. Yeah. Don't try and explain dimensions. You're like, Kiki's me. actually working yeah. on time travel. I'm actually working on um, 5D right now. Will you have, has he watched Narnia? Like the a new one? Times. Oh, that uh, one's so good. And the, like the, there's a sequel to that. Uh -huh. Yeah. Really we've watched them all. Okay. So Willow, uh -huh. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I like that movie That's a, a good one. Congo also used to get his hair cut at a salon named Kiss Kiss Bang Bang that he went to yeah. just for that name. Uh, do you remember the saint? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's where he pretended to be blind. He was blind. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you remember um, Kill the Irishman? Nope. That's with like, Christopher Walken? No, I never saw um, that. At first sight, that's where he's blind. That's okay. where he's blind. Only love can bring you to your senses with Mira Sorvino. I think the saint. The saint was like a thriller, The maybe. saint, yes, you're correct. The saint, I think he was some sort of like hitman. Yeah. It looks yeah. like, is that Elizabeth Shue? Yes. Yes. Val Kilmer. It was kind of good. It came out with like a bunch of other movies that kind of had a similar thing going on with the plot. So mm. I feel like like the Born Identities and all these things. Yeah. But I feel like it didn't really get his play, but I remember thinking it was a good movie. Yeah. I'll vouch. Uh, the Doors. Hello. We all know how that affected me as well, a child, but it's not Val. It's just that he was so convincing. It should have affected you because it's an excellent movie. I know. And he did a great job. Oh, The Salt and Sea. I love The Salt and Sea. <gasps> That's that was such great. a good one. Vincent D'Onofrio. They've done a several. I love that guy. They've done a several movies together. He had Honey Badger Don't Care. Yeah. I feel like that's where that came from. The Salt and Sea. That's so good. We need to rewatch that. Um, no kidding. Um, Batman Forever. Yeah. Pay Dirt. Top Gun, as we mentioned. Yeah. Big Spartan. One. Moscow Zero. Okay, some of these. There's like so really many. in a genre that I don't Tombstone? see too much in. No, I never saw Tombstone. Uh, he was in True Romance. Oh, I love True Interestingly, Romance. Interestingly, I know that's a great one. Yeah, he was. Um. Okay. Well, listen. All right. Celebrate Val all month long. June is Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> we celebrate that man's entire Val Kilmer Awareness Month. There's a lot happening this month, but let us not forget the most important thing happening is Val Kilmer Awareness Month. We went through his catalog. Maybe if you commit for the rest of the month, you can watch all of those movies. Um, Challenge I, yourself. I wanted to mention quickly <laughs> before we. I know we've got a lot to get to. Lots to get to. Um, but it is your birthday.
Yay! This week. The big four five is coming yeah. up. Yeah. On Thursday. I keep forgetting. I didn't text you on the sixth and say happy birthday. Like hey, I it's a better did. year. Proud yes, of you, thank kid. you. Yeah. I was you like, I'm gonna it. get to get this down. Leon Dome usually does that too. Are you no, you're the eighth. I was like, are you the sixth? Seven. Seven. God. God. And then she'll come back to me and be like, seventh? Did I miss it? I'm like, she's the tenth. No, like she's the eighth. And you're like, no. (laughs) Yes, big four or five. It's really uh, coming on in quite a rush. I got a lot going on. Like you don't really feel like you're recognizing it? I love my birthday. You all know this. I spent many years celebrating it for the whole summer. Yeah. I still am going to get back to that place. Um, I just am really busy right now. And I can't really like add it into my mental Rolodex. And on the day, the morning of my birthday, I have something, I have like an important thing that I have to do and a presentation thing and all like, so it's like, I kind of can't see past that. To, what time is that over? Uh, Probably 10. Okay. Cause what I would like to suggest, <laughs> Ooh, forecast looks good. I would like to suggest that you get through that. Uh-huh. And then we have a birthday afternoon, get some sun. I did need to get through that with you. You know? Um, I'll have to check my schedule here. I understand that I you scheduled. have responsibilities, but just something to think about. Um, She's looking at her calendar, you guys. I'm yeah. sure this is very exciting to yeah. listen to. We may have a pocket. We'll All right. back. <laughs> um, but you guys are going on a big... Cox family vacation. Yes, we are going to Maui on Saturday, which is the other thing that I can't even wrap my brain around that's happening. Have you started packing? No. Will Michael pack for you? Um, He will pack just like Michelle did um, when we were young and then also when we were grown. (laughs) (laughs) He will pack all essentials Uh for things that we will both use are certainly not my responsibility. But anything that is mine alone, right? Contact cleaner, uh, toothbrush, toothbrush. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she's like that's all I need. Face yeah. lotion, uh-huh. you know, a few things that are, I shampoo. I can't get from him. Yeah. Shampoo conditioner. Sometimes when we when we get to the location, though, we do like to just get a shampoo conditioner while we're there mm-hmm. because I can't find a travel size that fits my needs. Yeah. Um. But no, Michael's also been known to take full sizes, so who knows? He may yeah. pick those up. Especially if you're checking your bag, you're going yeah. long enough. So he'll he'll take care of all the big things. That's it's nice. up to me to take care of my items. Um, do you have any vacation fashions that you would like to share for our segment <laughs> we call fashion? You mentioned a luau dress, and well, I would like to know more about that. The big news is that we're going to a luau on mm-hmm. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And Joyce, for whatever reason, because we are clearly not Polynesian, Hawaiian, Samoan, any yeah. of those from any of those places, for some reason, thinks we all need to dress in Hawaiian garb. Yes. She's already Festive. purchased those uh, items for the youngsters. She actually asked us in oh. February if she held up, do you want these? And I said, yes. <laughs> Knock it out. Let's be done with it. You know? What was it? Up some dress in a gift shop in Hawaii that she had found the last time she was there that would, Cute. do you want this for the luau? Yes. But then Michelle was like, no, we'll want to try them on and get our own. So... Um, so I have, this week I have purchased two dresses. Where'd you order them from? Very, Hawaiian Express? Very, very exclusive, um, merchants. One from Walmart and one from Target. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Describe. Uh, the one from Target is way cuter. I'm just not sure how it'll look because it's just one of those, like, dresses that doesn't really have any shape. Any definition. But it's just cream linen with black Hawaiian type flowers on it. It's something oh, that I could you wear. You wear again. Oh, that's right. cute. It was 20 bucks. Yeah. Now you're making me rethink that I'm just going to pick something up in a well, wine shop. From, like, what if I could rewear it? Well, the problem is you might spend a lot of money. No, not at ABC. They're ch- cheap. As are it's like sure? at a grocery store. Okay. Yeah, my mom doesn't spend a lot of money. Okay. And then like, the these gift shops is, are a racket. No, she's like $16.99. Yeah, like yeah, she's like. It's just like a knit, the knit dresses that we always wear, but mm-hmm. it has a Hawaiian print on it. Okay. So I'm going to try them both. Anything on. weird with the straps? No, they're regular. You can wear a regular bra. Okay. So I'm going to try them both on and see which one. I feel like that was the problem with the ones mom were most looking at. Like, I don't know if they would have accommodated a regular Well, bra. I did get mm-hmm. a strapless bra that I might end up returning because I also got this, like, thing <laughs> in, like, the preteen section that's just, like, kind of a tube. 
Oh, yeah. That acts as a bra. Yeah, and I'm like, well, this might work. Like yeah. a bralette. Yeah, but the problem is that it just makes one to be like hot dog uniboob. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just. Well, I don't even really need one. Like, right? I just need one to not feel like a hoe. Just to have your. These hoes aim oil, you know? Just, just so that you don't oil. see your. Yeah. Why don't you just. Uh, I see what you're saying. You don't want them flopping. Right, and I don't like if I lean over. I don't want to be like that old woman isn't wearing a bra. Just some nakies, yeah. some nakey boobies. So we'll see how it all shakes mm -hmm. out. Um, hey, if you could go brawless though, I'd say rocket. For real, they have those little yeah pedals, I thought, I thought those. you know. So then it's just you look like a Barbie doll boob, like just. <laughs> <laughs> I did try to buy those one other time, like the sticker ones. And yeah, I just want to stick to my skin. Yeah, because that soft baby skin, that lamb's wool. So we'll see how it all turns out. But I may have something for you. All right, well, just pack it just in case. What are the dates? Uh, I'd rather not say. Oh, right, right, right. Forum, you Safety. Know. All of our, our our huge audience may come around. Um, well, I've just suffice again, it to say, selfish. We'll report back. We will. Report. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's see. We got through vacation. Yeah, I'll whisper it to you. Uh -huh. Okay, got it, got it. She's looped in. Got it, fully looped. Um, all right, you guys. You had brought up something earlier. Yeah, I have a topic for us. Okay. A loose topic. I like it. It should be fun for us to discuss as we wind up. Okay. Two things, actually. Number one, Laura has referenced that Sex and the City 2, the movie, she watched, she did a rewatch and she's like, what a delight. Best movie I've ever seen. Is that the one in Mexico? No, that's the one in uh, Dubai. Oh. So I rewatched it. And what day was that? Uh, Sunday? Saturday? Yeah. Sunday, Saturday. Uh-huh. And um, I think that it just time tempers all expectations i mean at the time that was like a real letdown but now when i watch it it just feels like i'm watching the series it feels a little stilted at first miranda's amazing which she was yeah. when i watched it but i really like her charlotte's really good mm -hmm. they're all good carrie's the worst they're all good but this is where carrie was in her brattiest mm -hmm. phase she was the worst it, was she married then Not she was married, married to big and like in the very beginning, before they go to Dubai, it's like everything he does, she's just like, I mean. She feels bleh. like they're not having fun. He wants like to it's order a Monday night. And she's like, I thought we were going to the premiere. And he's like, it's Monday night. She's like, he's like, can we just get takeout? She's like, we did that twice last week. Yeah. I'm like, move into my house, Carrie, where we do it every <laughs> night. And we don't go to premieres, and I don't wear bras for it. Well, that's if she gets her come up, it's when he croaks on the Peloton. So yeah, that. that's true. Oh. It kind of made me sad. She didn't even appreciate him. And then she kisses Aiden, remember, when mm -hmm. they're on that trip? She runs into him in the spice market, and they go to dinner, and they kiss, and then she calls Big and tells him about it. And she gets home, and he's not there for like a day-ish. Mm -hmm maybe four hours then it comes yeah. home just kind of like knuckles around the head like what am i gonna do with you that scared me okay no he gives her the black ring oh yeah he gives her that beautiful onyx, black because she's ring. not he knew that he needed to put a ring on it but it had to be something different what a reward for her bad behavior mm-hmm i never understood that Aiden thing either no her even when he, he cleaned was himself cute. up. He, he cleaned himself up, it was better, but he was still just a dope. He was just corny. Go make yeah. your furniture. And... Yeah, yeah. They made him corny, though. That was, like, the character, which I think that was, like, the point is we were meant to love Big no matter what, no matter what a dick. Let's not. Actually. You know what? Big <laughs> was such an asshole for so long. I know. Like, I know. we cannot villainize Carrie. I'm going to actually villainize Carrie because here's the thing. She Carrie was very cheated, mean to Charlotte. She cheated on Aiden and... The last time they saw each other, the yeah. series was like, he had the baby and it was yeah. fine. But I take issue with the way that he greets her in that spice market and how he picks her up and squirrels her around like they're on The Bachelor. And then they stop and he's like, let me get a look at you. Ah, and he does it again. I'm like. It feels odd. You're not in a place where it's that's going to be your reaction like she's your cousin or your sister or your good friend. Yeah. 
Do you think it's just because they were like halfway around the world and like how crazy that we're running into each other? I just right that bothers me. Well, because of Miranda and Steve, she was never fully extricated from him. So maybe they'd smooth things over in the intervening years. Yeah, fair. I guess explains it, Rochelle. Um, but (laughs) the real my real issue that I had was not the kiss with Aiden. It was how mean she was to Charlotte. And was like, well, um, your husband's going to cheat on you, so agreed. relax, Charlotte. Charlotte she was, like, was horrible. Yeah. She was horrible to Charlotte. And Charlotte yeah. was nothing but a good friend, despite the fact that she had a very ugly and very annoying baby. Yeah. Rose is maybe even worse yeah. on my second watching of that. Yeah. she's Baby boring. Rose is terrible. She's horrible. But uh, what I'm hearing you say is cinematic. Photographic <laughs> masterpiece. <laughs> Wait, cinema. Oh, cinematographic. Miranda? What's the word? Cinemat- Cinematog- Cinematographical <laughs> genius. Well, here's what I'll say. Miranda's never looked better. She, her outfits yeah. are really good, etc. But please, 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 please rewatch it just for the scene of when they're all walking up the desert to ride those camels. Yeah, and they like pan over on them, and they're all in these kind of like. Miranda's like, I got us clothes. Of course she did, because she's like planning it all to a T. And then they like slow pan all of them walking across the desert. And they're all in these like sort of cool Arabian outfits. And then they show Miranda. And what is she doing? She's got like a cowboy hat on and a big buckle. (laughs) And I think she's walking like a little bow leg here. And I'm like, Miranda. (laughs) The word is cinematographic. Cinematographic masterpiece. Well, I'm glad you gave it a revisit. Yeah, I did. Because it's you. a delight. Will you do the same, Rochelle? For a friendship. I'll think about Top it. Gun, Sex in the City, too. Top Gun is more on top. Yeah, that's a definite. Yeah. Okay, but the question I want to close us out with our dear friend Whitney Trupek, who I work with, who we used to work with, she brought this topic up a long time ago and I put it in my notes. And she said, I would love it if you guys would talk about women and how I don't think that they take as many risks as men. And she said, and my thought for it, my theory is because girls are pushed, you know, yes, we are going to sports, of Mm -hmm. course, just because everybody does. But really, she's like, a lot of girls equally are pushed into music and dance and these things that whereas like a sport is like kind of more like go out there and give it your all and rustle around and grab the ball or whatever like dance and music are a lot more about perfection and executing on something exactly how it was supposed mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. and i thought that that was a really interesting point that probably as someone who we know is not an athlete myself but is did grow up taking piano lessons forever and unable to quit them. I do find myself being, even at work, like something happened today where I for a split second thought I was supposed to have something done that I was just being introduced to. And the amount of shame I felt immediately that I had dropped the ball on it. There's certainly a perfectionist thing. Not to say that men can't be perfectionist too, but I just wonder if from a young age, because of the way that boys' sports are too compared to girls' sports, they're different, I think. Coach differently. Um, I think managed differently. encouraged to be more competitive than women. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's probably also like they are deemed to have like a harder edge more than women. And that's just like how they all are. Yeah. Which is actually completely opposite. Yeah. Like, basically, men have been trying to emulate women their entire lives and don't even realize it. Women are way tougher. Because all the stereotypes of men, women are actually, like, your man is your protector. He's strong. He's unemotional. Blah, blah, blah. Really, women are the protectors. Women are the ones who take, you know. And actually end up being a lot more unemotional when the shit hits the fan. I mean, not that women, but men are actually very, you know, women are emotional as well, but men are actually secretly more emotional in a sense. Mm -hmm. Well, and I also think it's a mis, 
conception that a man should be strong and not emotional or not emotional period. Mm -hmm. Like that that's what we need because we're so emotional. Like that's actually not at all what I need. I need you to get with me and feel the way I feel and help me with it. Well, that's why we have, I feel like the challenges that we have with relationships Mm -hmm. today is all of these men that were raised on the idea that you don't show your emotions and everyone's running around emotionally constipated and the whole push, you know, especially in business is like vulnerability, mm-hmm. letting it like talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that there was that era of men and hopefully it's changed, but it's like, you didn't cry. Mm-hmm. You didn't show your emotions and women too. But yeah, it's interesting when you brought this question up, she said, this is something she wanted to talk about. And she said that, you know, the idea of men taking more risks than women. And I was like, is that true? Or is that just our perception? No, I don't think it's, but that's the thing. It might be perceived that way, but it's really not riskier for them because of these stereotypes. Right. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I also feel like I, since I've been studying misogyny in my, as you may recall, one of my underused strengths, objectivity, I have realized that um, I think that men are way less aware of what everyone else is doing as most of the women I know. Mm -hmm. Women are able to be aware of what they're doing and at the same time be aware of how other people are doing things differently. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to realize that many men will blanket it all. Like one person doing this job, they all do it that way. Mm-hmm. Whether it's breaking into women or men, I don't know. But I'm noticing that trend that they just don't take in the subtleties the and the nuances that I feel like as a woman, I, I'm always like taking that all in. That's the emotional intelligence piece mm-hmm. of it too, right? And think about this. How many women have you worked with versus men? where you spend an inordinate amount of time speaking to other women about how to handle these men or manage these yeah. men. Mm-hmm. Cause men do tend to be like, this is how I do it. This is what I want. And this is how the reason why I shouldn't it have it. Yeah. So you're constantly as a, as a woman juggling all these balls and like, well, this guy wants it this way. And this guy wants it this mm-hmm. way. What about the way I want it? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, but men like the introspection to be like, Oh, and this is all like, generalities i feel kind of like we're blasting men but like they lack the introspection to say oh it doesn't have to be done my way if it gets the same result yeah i think well the the layers of it too you know there was something that happened at work to me in the last like couple weeks it wasn't even a bad thing but it was like we were talking about here's what we're going to do with this thing and i said I think we need to talk about all these little things that lead up to this thing happening. And um, a coworker said, actually, yes, we've been talking about that and getting this, 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 and this in line for that. And I said, great. But even larger than that, it's not just the process. There's little nuancey things that you have to do And if you don't do, you could have the most beautiful process and it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. And it it was like, almost like interesting. How so? I've never considered that. What are those nuances? So I I don't know. I just, it's got me thinking more and more because not to generalize. And I think the whole point of what I'm trying to do and what maybe we're trying to do at B&H as an organization and an empire Mm -hmm. is (laughs) deconstruct the myth that any of us have to be any one thing the likelihood is that we all have nuance and female and male characteristics and we're better for just being our best self. Yeah. So I bring it up more as a way to make men aware of the fact that they don't seem to, as a general rule, be too concerned with how other people are doing things. It's really just what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then they think everybody else is probably doing that too. Well, I think, I think Michelle's, Aloft Continental Breakfast is like 
on the right this track. episode in a very strong way, even without her book review. Of course, yeah. always. Yeah. Um, but I Googled the question because I was like, is this statistically correct? Yeah. Like to just like we could we could hypothesize this yeah. to be true and all the reasons why, but there's actually a, a man named Doug Sindem okay. who wrote a book called Taking Smart Risks. And this article is published in the Harvard Business Review, but the, the question came up as he was working on his, doing the research for his book, Do Women Take As Many Risks As Men, which is the name of the article. Mm -hmm. But he said when he was working on the book, he, be, he came to a disturbing realization. There were 38 stories in this book called Taking Smart Risks. Only seven were about women. Mm -hmm. So he, he, it, it stopped him in his track to the point where he's like, this can't be true. Mm -hmm. And he had his um, research assistant come in and, and he was talking to her and he's like, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. And he kept digging into it. Like, how did I not keep a closer eye on gender? Good man. Doug was embarrassed, mm -hmm. as he should be. As he should he felt be. Like, Thank you, Douglas. He's like, yeah, I should have caught this. Like, I have worked with women. Like, I respect women. Like, my mother was a PhD in psychology. Like, he's like, come on. So he really wanted to dig into it. And he was going back through and he was realizing, like, there's a lot of these statistics that show this imbalance. But as he as he continued down this path of like, OK, of all of these collections of stories or anecdotes or whatever, it's like there's such a small percentage of women that are being talked about. And he here's a couple of things that he took away from it. Men are more inclined to take risks than women. This has been replicated in a variety of studies and researchers point out economic and evolutionary reasons. So, like, if you think about the, the power dynamic where men women stayed home with their children mm -hmm. and men were out in the world, you know, or even in like caveman times, yeah. women were with the children and men were out hunting, like, mm -hmm. you know, or even war or whatever, like certain jobs, like the fishing boats and the coal mine. construction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, even jobs like construction or coal mining or, you know, it's like they're, they're predominantly mm -hmm. male jobs. So that, that could make a lot of sense, but this is an interesting point. One of the researchers found that gender differences are amplified under stress. Male risk-taking tends to increase under stress, while female risk-taking tends to decrease. Yes. So one of his takeaways were, how beautiful is that dichotomy? And wouldn't it make a whole lot of sense in really stressful situations like the workplace where you're mm -hmm. trying to solve a problem where you have both mm -hmm. of those styles yeah. and both points of view? Um, you know, and that's what he says. Like it'd be smarter risk-taking decisions than just one gender alone to 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 be together and, and explore that. That's so interesting to yeah. me because right now, as you know, I feel stressed. I just mm -hmm. got a lot going on with the old move and the house and all the things. Got but a, like yeah. I see myself like only because you say that when I'm settled and grounded and not in this place I'm so, I feel so much more confident mm -hmm. and the way that I do it is probably better and the way that I project that is probably better maybe I'm just being rough on myself because I had a hard day and I just feel drained and like I think it's your resilience factor like mm -hmm. you're feeling maybe a little less I told Michael I used to go on vacation we used to yeah as a successful unit like every three a months lot. That was how I decompressed. And I realized that I've only done this job for like six or eight months before the pandemic hit. And I haven't really had a vacation since then. Mm -mm. And today for the first time, I was like, I think I need a vacation. Yeah. Because even though you've taken time, you're still kind of in your day to day. No, yeah. Vacation doesn't really count. But the house is a big factor, Catherine. Moving is very stressful. I just want it to be done. Um, all right. Do you want to hear his other findings? Oh, friends of biscuits in the hand by my house. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the other thing. Findings. Um, other findings of Doug signed them. Um, Risk-taking role models of both genders are important in an increasingly complex world. So uh, he's basically saying that. This is interesting. Sorry. Just. The effect that the risk will have on people involved and strategic objectives and just basically saying um, 
there's a tendency for men, this makes total, this is what you were saying, a tendency for men to put a stronger emphasis on the strategic objectives and women to put a stronger emphasis on the people involved. Mm -hmm. And again, this tendency is further evidence that the most successful risk taking should be a collaboration mm -hmm. between men and women so that you're considering. I'm learning this right sides. now. This is pretty that interesting. I, I think that there is, it doesn't have to be all the people. And it doesn't have to be all the process. So yes. I'm trying to bring that into myself. Yes. You change the world first through you. Yes. Now it is so, you know, he said to back to the question, do do women take as many risks as men? He says he thinks they do. It's just the trouble is that um, it's been framed so narrowly. So our perceptions are really skewed. And um, risk taking has been defined in physical and financial terms. So like thinking about an ethical risk, mm -hmm. you know, like when are men questioned on that, which are probably riskier mm -hmm. in that department too. But um, yeah, it's interesting. If these sort of risks were fully accounted for in our business culture, would it balance the gender perception? I think it would. Well, thank you, Doug, for your thoughts. Thank you, Monsieur Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, what I like about it is as with all things, a healthy blend of those two energies is likely the perfect answer. Mm -hmm. So I think yet again, we have really fixed gender disparity today. Yeah. I think the plane has been, like playing field has been leveled. I think sure. if anything, it's just reinforcing the, impo the importance of diversity in a team setting. And, you know, I feel like men, if you're sitting at a table and there's only other men around you that all you all are literally wearing the same button downs, mm -hmm. like question that. And mm -hmm. are you going to do your best thinking? Are you going to do your best work if you don't have some difference in thought mm -hmm. and style and approach? It's and interesting how same we can mm -hmm. be to different people from different backgrounds, uh, different races, cultures. Yes. Absolutely. Cultures, exactly. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I mean, how what an interesting article, you know, to, to take that on the difference between cultures mm -hmm. and what that looks like. This is the um, whole DEI push, right? Yeah, I think that we are. Um, I, I, I'm now I'm thinking back to what you're saying about that article, too. And I feel like how many times do women take a risk or something that feels like a risk to them? And because of the lens that maybe that person's viewed through, it just isn't even taken seriously or it isn't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like to Michelle's point earlier about like what we're up against, how often are we really trying to put ourselves out there and, you know, maybe it does go somewhere or the right person does hear it, but we don't think that they do because yeah. we don't have the confidence to well, know that other, our stuff gets the other component to. is that women have other Women are taking risks, but that's because, again, it goes back to the people, the other considerations, like your family, mm -hmm. what's going to happen to your kid, who's going to take care of your dog. Men just go to work. Yeah. They don't worry about that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like there's too much on my plate for me to risk what? Like, mm -hmm. but I think that that's a good point, Catherine, is like men also have to be receptive and recognize, like, I think there's a different level of credibility given to a man who's you know, he's a risk taker. Look mm -hmm. at him. He's really out there. He's really pushing. He's really, and it's like, wow, he's revered as like some sort of trailblazer. And then women, it's like, she's reckless. She's neurotic. <laughs> yeah. She is unhinged. She's uh, incompetent or not, you know, she doesn't have enough experience. Mm -hmm. Like these different labels, like well, we've talked instead of it. embracing it, because it's not the norm. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it before. Like I can think of jobs that I've had where uh, a position opens up the next logical position i'm not talking about something that's like three steps i'm yeah. talking about something that's next step above me something that in all fairness i would want for myself if you had to say Catherine, you see your career going here it's a position that i see myself doing it feels like a good fit all those things mm -hmm. the amount of times is 70 percent of the time you know, 30% of the time I've gone for the promotion and I've gotten it. But the other 70% of the time I think to myself, no, I really need to get more experience with this and this and this before I can really teach other yeah. people how to do this, this, and this. I'm just going to like keep learning and blah, blah, blah. 
And I've watched it happen over and over again where I'll, I'll watch men just throw their name in the hat because it's open and they're a man and they should be the next one yeah. to have it. So it, that even makes me yeah. think about it, just how we approach it differently. How much a man might just be like, well, I want the next step. And of course, that's it because it's got my yeah. name on it because it's open. So it's the and title much, and the money and I'll figure it out. How many times they're really sitting back and being like, man, am I yeah. ready for that? Yeah, they're not. Well, no. I just saw the headline of the article. I, I didn't read it, but I feel like it was like one of those like, uh, you know, like clickbait headlines, mm -hmm. but it was like, why are there so many incompetent male leaders? Mm -hmm. And it's probably for this very reason, mm -hmm. because women sit back and think, okay, I need to wait and get more experience. Or they're, they're in a situation where the, the men in the position of doing the promotion thinks she needs to get more experience. Mm -hmm. And then you have this, you know, person that has a lot more confidence and the, mm -hmm. the risk-taking component is there and it's like yeah i could do that why not it's gross i gotta fix it for the world well i think we can fix it for ourselves to just be aware and maybe if you get so inclined push yourself mm -hmm. pep talk yourself pep talk yourself mm -hmm. and then it's also yeah i mean these are conversations like these are interesting observations that you can bring to a discussion to be like you know it's really interesting the way that you know you, Johnny, are focused on the financial results and you, Merchelle, are focused on how this impacts our people. Like, where can we bring this full circle, bring it together? I was going to say when you pointed to her and said, Johnny, that her name is actually Merchelle. <laughs> but then you Well, she was, yeah. she was Johnny and Merchelle. Johnny and Merchelle. Yeah. Tonight, Merchelle. playing the role of both Johnny and Merchelle in a production by Aloft, a continental <laughs> breakfast sponsor. Well, this was delightful popping from all my friends and all my kids. Michelle tried to say, I said, there's a lot going on tonight. We got a mover coming to assess our, our stuff. Laura's coming to record the pod. She's like, oh, oh, is there too much going on to run out to come? And I was like, no, I just meant it's like high traffic. Come yeah. on in. Get, on, get in where you fit yeah, in. Yeah, get in where you fit in. And she fit in. You really did. Yeah, Thank a, you. She's a good Merchelle club. She is a good Merchelle club. <laughs> All right. Well, right. Merchelle, Merchelle, Merchelle out. Oh, good All one. All right. <laughs> Until next time, there's, there's always brunch.